Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Welcome back, Raider Nation! On Victory Week, opening up week one with a W. Micah bringing you another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. Not alone, as always, with my partner in crime, Tyler, and the lusty voice you so look forward to that spills forth from those voluptuous lips. Birch in the house as well. Gentlemen, we'll start with Birch. Birch, how is everything doing in Birchville after week one victory over the Panthers on the East Coast time zone? On the East Coast, all the East Coast stuff that we always have trouble with every year. How you doing? I'm great. I mean, we won. So winning cures everything. Good for what ails you. It even cures the Rona, I've heard. (laughs) Tyler, how you doing over there? How are things sitting with you after our week one victory over the Panthers? Always feels good to get a win, but then you start dissecting it and you're like, I I don't know right? <laughs> how, how, how I feel about it. We got a win. Yep. It was not pretty. I don't really think I expected a pretty win, but God dang, when we were up 27 to 15, what was it? 27 to 15, 17 or something like that. And then all of a sudden we're like, Oh, fetch. It's, it's 30 to 24. Four or 27 right now we're losing right that hurt really bad so um i mean it was it was a good game they persevered they came through i tried to remain positive at all times and uh maybe that helped us on to victory i don't know but it was a good game it was fun to watch the offense actually generate yards generate points we kind of figured that the defense was going to be a little garbagey. It was really garbagey. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it was. I, I thought it was a fun game to watch. I had fun texting you gentlemen uh, during the game. So yeah, hats off to the Raiders. The first win, Las Vegas history, gentlemen. Wow. Uh, we're 1-0 as a Las Vegas Raiders franchise. Maybe this, the years of stench are wearing off. Hey, one can only hope. I will have to say, uh, this just hit me when you were talking about, uh, you know, being down, coming back. You know, only twice last year, I believe, we only ever cracked 30 points in a game, and we already have done it week one. So maybe the offensive woes have turned around for us, potentially, or maybe just the Panthers' defense is that bad. I guess we'll find out Monday night. Uh, against the Saints. But dun, boy, dun, 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 was it, you know, speaking of which, Tyler, Monday night, let's just dive into that really quickly. We won't get into the game, but we've got a halftime performance that we're all looking forward to. Am I right? Am I right? Oh, yes. 
I am looking forward to... Uh, many of you may know my favorite band in the world is The Killers. They hail from fabulous Las Vegas. And uh, guess who gets to perform at halftime? That's right. The Killers, my favorite band in the world, gets to... Uh, I don't know. I'm wondering what songs they're going to play. I'm they just had a new album come out. I'm really excited about that. And uh, maybe they'll play some new stuff. Maybe they'll play some old stuff. Will it be live? Will it be pre-recorded? I don't know. But I tell you what, I am psyched out of my mind to watch my favorite band play at halftime for my favorite team gonna be sweet stick around Wait. and people who don't know who the killers are <laughs> go culture yourself go do yourself a favor and pleasure your ears you can pirate music like napster i think is still around right yeah lime, <laughs> lime wire, wire. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to if you want to introduce a few dozen viruses to your computer hop on that you know? Yes, make sure you have a good blocker on that computer, yeah. a good virus scanner. Norton but yes, I'm like I'm. So, I was so excited when I found that out today. I was like, Birch, I did. I think you told us about that. Birch I did break the, the news. news first. Yes, he did. He's a regular old Adam Schefter over there. Always on the gentlemen. cutting edge. Yes. Well, I was surprised at how many people had no idea who the killers were. And that yeah, that's a bunch me. of uncultured swine. Really, it is. It's like, it'd be like saying, hey, Snoop Dogg's going to perform the halftime you know, show. And <laughs> somebody's like, oh, I'm more of a cat person. Like, are you serious? <laughs> you, what, n no, Snoop Dogg's an artist. Like, come on, people. If, if, if you don't know who the killers are, I'm going to go out on a limb. And I'm just going to be honest with you. Your your music selection is garbage. Straight trash, if you don't know who the killers are. So, I said it. Do I regret it? I regret nothing, gentlemen. Never. No regrets, as the tattoo says. Exactly. As always, you can find this podcast on any podcast platform that you choose to pleasure your ears on. Uh, as always, family-friendly, political-free, going on 60-plus episodes now, so we pride ourselves in that. Even amidst an election year, still political-free. How about that? Look at us. Oh, I'm, I'm reaching around and Go giving on. myself a little pat on the back. You gentlemen should, too. Um, quick reaction. Birch, scale of 1 to 10, how satisfied you, you were you with the Raiders' win on Sunday? Um, I'm going to go with a six. I mean, kind of right in the middle. It was a good slash kind of sloppy performance. I mean, obviously we kind of figured that the offense would be behind the offensive line with Josh Jacobs. I mean, figured they would be ahead of the defense. No preseason for the defense to kind of work out some of the kinks. Um, they didn't play terrible, but they also, like we talked about, they didn't play very well. Um, giving up some, <clears throat> actually, you know what, for the first little bit, for the first, oh, what, two and a half quarters, they kind of held McCaffrey in check. They yep. held all yep. the big plays in check until Arnett got beat on that double move for the long touchdown. So, I mean, it's, you got to live and learn. So, I mean, yep. hopefully he learns from that and the defense will come out better. Uh, 
little concerned about the injuries. Uh, hopefully, Kwiatkowski will be back soon. We kind of have touched on this before. The linebacker group is not a very deep group, and yeah. so we cannot afford to have any injuries. Exactly. Tyler, 1 to 10, scale, give it to me. How satisfied were you with the Raiders' win? I'm going to say a 7. I like it. Uh, maybe just a little, a notch higher than Birch. Uh, sure. I see how it is. That's <laughs> Always all right. trying to one up. I was, I mean, any win should really be like, we should be praising or thanking our lucky stars really. But <laughs> like we said, like, so Waller didn't have a big game. I thought that he'd have you know, a better game than he did. Um, and I, I, um, let's see. Where are my thoughts? Uh, Tyre Whitehead did have two pass interference <laughs> penalties that were pretty vital to helping keep drives alive. Still making uh, so plays thank you, for Tyre. us. Yeah, it's about yeah, it's about time you start making a few plays for us, right? <laughs> it's all about giving um, back. Yes. And then you know, like I, I mentioned at the start of the show, we were like, I was really scared because we had so much going for us and then all of a sudden it was like yep i've seen this game about a thousand times over the past 18 years it's it's uh time for us to give up big play after big play and now we're losing again and so it was a little bit nerve-wracking but we still got the wins jacobs had a big game and so that isn't that is a positive Another positive I would say is that Denzel Good, the the backup right guard, came in and played tackle after Trent Brown went out after three plays and Sam Young went down. I'm not real sure when Young went down, but uh, Denzel Good stepped in at right tackle. Now, he has played tackle before, just not for the Raiders. He played tackle in Indianapolis a little bit, but he did a great job for coming in spot duty like that. I thought he did an excellent job against the likes of Brian Burns and, and company. Yeah. Yeah. That was <clears throat> lost him early. Um, Birch, you touched on it as well. Uh, um, happy to hear that that's not as bad as initially reported. Now it still sounds like he's going to miss maybe a couple, two, three weeks maybe, but, uh, um, I can live with that over the initial thought that he was potentially done for the rest of the year. Um, for me, okay, <laughs> I was going to say 7.5. Can I go 0.5? Are there halvesies? I'm going to go, I'm a little happier than all of you guys with, with, uh, uh, trying to just one up, Do I, I guess, as you could say. Um, but I kind of looked at it from the standpoint of no preseason games. All of the rookies we had going, like Arnett, Really, Abram, he's a rookie as well. Um, uh, East Coast, I remember another East Coast game. Those games always seem to give us trouble. Again, like I said, no preseason to really get a feel for anything. You could kind of see where the conditioning comes in. Uh, I think that's mostly why our defense started to break down. You could tell McCaffrey was starting to get a little... um, little push, you know, about midway through the third quarter, the defense was starting to get tired, uh, but both defenses seemed to start getting tired. Um, it was exciting to that gentleman to see a score in all quarters. How about that? 34 points. Like I said, I felt like I was, wa- I felt like 
somebody had put me in a time machine and we went back to 2016. We were outscoring the team and our defense was doing just barely enough to hang on. You know, that that epic fourth and like half yard stop. I just want to stop and give mad props uh, to Farrell. Uh, big man, I think it was Hankins had the initial burst up the middle. Farrell came through and wrapped up. And then the man, it's why we brought him in. Without Littleton there, a second surge would have gotten the fullback across and gotten him for the first down. But Littleton stood him up and stood his ground and kept the feet moving, which is one of the first things they teach you at the linebacker position. Wrap up and keep your feet moving. Um, and really stoned him in the hole from from allowing him to get the extra push that would have put him over the... He would have gotten a first down on the second effort. But Littleton stuffed him there. Um, and I... The, it, that was a thing of beauty. And like I said, I felt like I was watching 2016 again. You know, we're up by four. We need the defense to you know make a miracle play. And they did. They pulled, you know, bend, don't break. And I felt like the defense, for the most part, bent and didn't break for most of the game. So I was fairly satisfied, again, with starting a first-time corner, basically a first-time uh, safety. Uh, having Harris back there at safety, we've talked about this. I feel like that's like... I feel like we have a second string in there when Harris is back there. No, no, no disrespect, honestly, but I just, Harris is not what I would consider a a starting caliber safety. Uh, Apparently he's the best we have though behind Abram. So there you go. Um, I was concerned though, like you guys, 27 to 15 was the score at one point. Um, Felt like we should have been able to put them away, could have put them away, but I think the fatigue of the game started to happen, started to set in. Um, I was really happy with Derek Carr, looked crisp, looked clean, you know, on a first down, only once he threw the ball away, I was on a first and 10, lived to fight another day. Um, there was only one time really I could think of the offense. We got, we started with the ball at like the 50 yard line, got like three or four yards and punted. And that kind of stuff, like I said, that was reminiscent of like the past two or three years of our offense. And I was like, come on, like not again, kind of a thing, but we made up for it. Car looked good slinging it around. I believe they, he he hit nine different receivers, if I'm not mistaken, or you know nine different players in that game. That's fantastic, if you ask me. Spreading the love a little bit. Uh, Birch, you you touched on it. Rugs getting some playing time in there. I was pretty sat, left me satisfied and smiling. Henry Rugs did um, with his play. I thought uh, you know he missed what was it like a quarter and a half. Um, so for the yards that he was able to get, a nice little end around for seven yards. Had a couple catches. Um, I, I'm satisfied. Like it wasn't the, like a big day out. Um, but it was solid for a rookie. Um, I think Birch, you were the one that pointed it out in our chat earlier today. If Carr would have led rugs, that would have probably been a touchdown. He would have been able to beat the safety to the corner, but rugs had to let up to catch the ball. And the safety was able to come over and make the play right at about the two yard line. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, like all, all the way around for the kind of how weird this year has been, I was satisfied with it. Um, obviously things that need to be cleaned up. I, I think we're going to really see where we're at. We are, we, we knew Carolina's defense wasn't great. We knew their offense was going to be getting off to kind of a slow start. I think, I think Carolina's offense is going to be solved though. I think the Panthers are a type of team that's going to win anywhere from seven to nine games this year. So I think they will be a decent team this year. Um, but the real test comes Monday night. 
uh, with or without Michael Thomas. We know now that he won't be playing this week, which definitely helps Oakland or uh, Oakland helps Vegas. Um, but the real test does come Monday night and, and we'll see really, uh, where we are Monday night. will really tell the tale, I think to kind of get, give us a better heading and where we're heading and, you know, it for the season, big shout out to Tyler before we move on for calling the player who would get the first touchdown. We didn't have this on the podcast. We talked about this before the game in our chat. I asked everybody, I said, who scores the first touchdown? Birch went with Waller. Solid choice. I went with Hunter Renfro. Tyler obviously went with the Josh Jacobs and uh, nailed it. Josh Jacobs, not once, not twice, but thrice for the TDs. I'm going to go ahead and give myself a small shout out really quickly. I said Josh Jacobs would outperform Christian McCaffrey in my bold predictions last week. And he did by, I believe it was four four yards. Yeah, outperformed him <laughs> by four yards and a touchdown. So Jacobs goes for an average of 3.7 yards a carry, 46 yards receiving, 93 yards on the ground and three touchdowns. McCaffrey had 38 yards to the air, 97 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, averaging 4.2 yards a carry. Hats off to Josh Jacobs, man. It's just getting started. If he can stay healthy, I was really happy with how they distributed the ball. I thought Booker got in there uh, and spelled him, did a solid job there. Um, Shout out to Birch for that one. Yeah. He called yes. that one when everybody else was saying, oh, Booker's not going to even make the team. Birch said, no, not so fast, my friends. And uh, he pulled a Lee Corso there and yep. said, no, yep. Booker's going to make this and he's going to contribute. High high praises for Birch. Insider status. Renewed. Confirmed. And, uh, reconfirmed. Yep. Reconfirmed. That's even better. Thank you, Birch. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, so I other than like uh, Booker like chucked the ball thirty yards uh, <laughs> into the stands on a fumble that went out of bounds. Luckily, he really did have a great game. He caught a couple passes. Uh, he was a wide out on one of them, and he caught some out of the backfield. And so you know, hats off to Booker. I I don't know why the Broncos released him. Uh, I've heard fumble issues and I could see that, but yep. I thought he was solid coming in to back up, uh, old Josh Jacobs. And I didn't really see Richard get much action guys Got- other than he- I think he was back there on kickoffs. Yeah. And other than that, I didn't really see him. He uh, had one much. catch um, for 15 yards. That was, yeah, I'm looking at that now. And it was on a third and like 20 but yeah going back to booker i mean he put up for the touches he had he had four rushes for 29 yards for an average of 7.3 and he caught three balls on three targets for 23 yards what more can you ask for a second string running back that's really solid contributing numbers i that that's really good and if like you said the one fumble that was fortunate enough to go out of bounds um Clean that up, and we got a really viable option back there to spell Jacobs. Uh, he's that big back, one cut back, and get up field. Um, you know, kind of a kind of got lost in the shuffle um, with the Jacobs hype, the car hype. Um, but yeah, r- really solid numbers from him. I was really excited to see that. Even our man Brian Edwards, the rookie, had one reception for nine yards, so he's even getting in on the action. Carr was, man, I'm looking at these numbers. Carr was definitely spreading the love around. That's awesome. Uh, 
And I'm looking here, Henry Ruggs uh, led the team in receiving yards, 55 yards, averaging a little over 18 yards of reception. Of course, most of it came on one play, but... uh, um, But that's his MO. Yeah. I mean, that's what we got him for. So, and the dude was open by like 12, 15 yards. Yep. I mean, he ran a great route and like, yeah. And if he wouldn't have got bumped on the second play of the game, he got tripped up. I think he catches that ball too. Absolutely. Uh, He was like maybe a yard, maybe a half a yard shy of catching that one. But if you watch that replay, the safety bumps him and he slows down just a hair and then tries to make a leaping grab. Yeah. Couldn't do it. But I mean, that would have been two bombs that he would have caught in the game um, close to a hundred yards receiving. And sometimes that's all you need is, you know, those three explosive plays or two or three explosive plays. And then you just let Jacobs and that beastie offensive line, like, Jacob gets all of the sexy credit, right? Like right. he had three touchdowns, he had all the yards and everything. But dudes, that offensive line oh. was nasty. I you think they drove, allowed that one touchdown he had. You could have drove a school bus through that. Yeah, like, a- absolutely. Right between Hudson uh, yeah. and freaking Jackson had his dude pancaked like IHOP. So uh, <laughs> I mean, that was he was. He was rolling on that one. So that awesome job by the offensive line. Hudson, Jackson, Incognito are just nasty. I think, guys, they gave up three pressures. Wow. Zero sacks. Zero sacks, three pressures. And I think that has them as the number one rated offensive line with a backup guard playing tackle. Um, Great offensive line. So... Tom Cable haters, sorry, but he's kind of doing a good job right now. Yeah. So, I tell you, shout out to him as well. Shout out to him. Shout out to. Speaking of uh, quick flip to the defense, do you guys you guys saw that Abram come up and just oh. absolutely just just lay the lumber on McCaffrey? Knocked him. Oh, that was. That was a beautiful thing to behold. Abram led the defense with nine solo tackles, one tackle for a loss, which was that just brutal hit, and 13 total tackles. Um, I have a little egg on the face. I said Crosby would come out and start with, uh, I think I said two and a half sacks. Crosby only ended up with two total tackles, uh, while Cleveland Farrell, uh, Cleveland Farrell, I guess, ended up with two as well. But with the he made he was able to make the big play on the fourth and... Uh, fourth and half yard. Uh, those are the kinds of things. If you look for it, um, while, you know, guys, you know, Hurst, I don't know why they split the sack between Hurst and Carl Nassib. Uh, I felt like Hurst had that thing all the way. Um, oh, they split as he it? got held. Yeah. As he got held. Um, uh, but, uh, things like that, as far as Farrell, we, we talked about it a little bit last year, you know, maybe he didn't have the sexy sack sack numbers, but um, plays like that, like on that fourth and half yard, where he's able to make that tackle and wrap up. Um, you know, that's the kind of stuff you want out of you. Those are the kinds of things that don't show up on a stat sheet when you're looking at it. But if you're watching the game and you're a student of the game, you see that kind of thing and you go, "Yeah, that's what I'm after right there." And who called it? Tyler, I think you called it. McCaffrey under a hundred yards rushing, held him 
to 97 yards on the ground. Guys, I don't know about you, but for basically what everybody, the general consensus is the number one running back in the NFL, holding him under 100, under 100 yards rushing for week one with no preseason games and a lot of rookies starting all over the place and a lot of new faces on that defense. I, I feel like the, the future of this defense, I think we're going to see it progress beautifully as the season goes on. I, I think we're in for uh, a defense that we should see grow and mature and get better uh, as the season goes on, in my opinion. So I'm more than satisfied. Shout out to Tyler once again. Good call, my man. Good call. Thank you. A few snap counts. Uh, Abram had played all 67 defensive snap counts along with Corey Littleton. Uh, Harris played 65 of 67 snaps. Uh, Nassib was in there. Vickers actually was in there too. Nevin, or let's see, not Nevin Lawson. Keyshawn Nixon uh, only played two snaps. I think he got targeted on both snaps too and uh, allowed two catches. I saw that somewhere. Um, Going back to the offense, uh, 3.78 points per drive is what we averaged. That's from Josh DeBow. I might get uh, <laughs> strung up by my by my toes for mentioning Josh DeBow on a Raiders podcast since everybody It doesn't hates matter, the guy. Josh. Doesn't matter, Josh. <laughs> oh, well played. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the only time we had more than that, uh, that's the third most in franchise history. Uh, we had a game against the Jets where we were four and a half points per drive. And then that wonderful drubbing of the Broncos when Darren McFadden went and we put up, I think it was, what, 54 points against the Broncos that night. And uh, that was uh, like 4.0 points per drive. So 3.78 points per drive. How about Carlson hitting a 54-yard field goal? Yes. For on your on your good side as well. Shout out to him getting back in the groove of things. Last year struggled. Year before that set all kinds of records, but uh, trotted him out there for a 54-yard field goal, and he drilled it easy. Uh, that could have been good from 64. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It was right down the center. Had the height and the distance. It was. Great kick. So shout out to Carlson for coming in and kicking way better than uh, Steven Goskowski did on Monday night. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> oh. oh, my word. Have you have you ever seen anything like that in your life? I mean... No, I will. I will go on record and say I've <laughs> never seen something that dreadful as far as kicking goes. Like I've seen sea bass with some pretty gnarly misses, but Four missed field goals, well, three missed field goals and a missed extra point. And, I mean, you're talking about being 0-1 for the Titans in Denver if he doesn't make a chip shot from 27. But good grief, that game shouldn't have even been close. For for context, gentlemen, I could have gone out there and missed three field goals and extra point and drilled a 27-yard field goal to end the game. And... You know, and I would have taken that pay gladly. You know, who I, you know, you probably what made a few hundred thousand that game. So, I I need to. I chose the wrong career path. That more and more I I look at this. I should have been a kicker 
yeah, that, that, that felt so, so bad. That was like number one, because obviously I'm rooting for the tight or yeah, for the Titans. Uh, but oh my word. Yeah, that was, at some point, like I sat back and like, I couldn't even get, you know, the first two times I was angry. Then the third time I was just like, are you serious? And then after I was just like, uh, almost, almost like in disbelief, like, is, is this, is this real life? Is this, is this a professional? <laughs> like, or did we, like, am I watching a college game here or something like, oh, that was terrible. That was terrible. Could it be the Patriots hangover? Potentially, you know, everything else. Tom Brady threw two interceptions Sunday, so anything's possible. That's true. This is true. Uh, Speaking of around the league, how about, well, actually, before we dip into around the league, uh, let's get to our phone call. Uh, We'll touch on that topic, and then we'll get into a little bit of the around the league, and then we'll get into this week's game. Tyler, Micah, Birch, what's going on, fellas? It is I, John. I wanted to call in after uh, we beat the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. Pretty excited about it, 1-0. A lot to clean up. Um, I was a little discouraged with the defense, how much we allowed them to kind of march up and down the field and score 30 points. I wasn't expecting that. Happy with the offense. Uh, Super well-balanced. Thought Josh Jacobs looked good. Derek Carr did a good job. I liked how often we were targeting Henry Ruggs. I know we had five targets in the first half, but it's good to see that speed out in the open field on those big crossing patterns. The big one that uh, Carr hit with Ruggs for 45 yards down to the one. That was exciting to see. I think that play will be there all year with his speed. And, uh, yeah, I'll take it. It's it's a week one victory. Every team in the division won except the Broncos, so I'll happily take a 1-0. I think that's one we had to have, especially with the next games coming up. And uh, Arnett struggled. Abram played phenomenally, I thought. Everybody missed a play here or there, it seemed, but Abram was playing with his hair on fire. Trayvon Mullen did a good job. I was excited. I think uh, things are good. I was really happy to hear that uh, Nick Kwiatkowski didn't tear his peck. That's a good thing. Hopefully, we'll get Trent Brown back at some point someday. And, uh, yeah, not a bad week. All right, gentlemen, you guys have a good day. Thank you. John, thank you very much, sir, for the phone call. As always, we look forward to talking with our fans. If you want to get on the podcast, give us a call, 208-557-9771. Always like to talk with fans who listen to the show. Give us your thoughts, your ideas. Uh, I think we pretty much hit on everything John talked about. Rugs, 
being the deep threat that he was. Um, I think about the only thing we didn't talk about was Quick Cow. No, we did touch on that Quitkowski uh, with the the injury on Sunday. Uh, Trent Brown, we also mentioned, had an injury. He had an MRI on his calf on, um, what day was that? On Tuesday, yesterday? And uh, everything was clear, so that's a good thing. And uh, let's just, let's be, uh, there's a lot of hatred towards Trent Brown. Maybe rightfully so, but, um, I mean, I, I, I saw one guy, this... <laughs> This one kind of miffed me a little bit. Uh, he's like, why didn't he have an MRI before the game? It's like, because he wasn't hurt before the game, you nincompoop. Like, you get an MRI after you injure yourself. It, it's a it's a magnetic res, residency. What is that? What is that, Birch? Magnetic resonance image or something resonance like that. Image, yeah. And so it it sees soft tissue damage. If you don't have soft tissue damage before a game, aka a sprain, a tear, a rip, something like that, it's not going to show anything. So you have to get hurt first. Uh, just to to throw that out there, I'm a I'm a doctor, but I thought everybody kind of knew that you don't just get an MRI before uh, a ga- every game. They do cost, you know, several thousand dollars, so they're not just going to pull that one out for you. Um, anyways, but John, sorry, I, I got on a tangent. Thanks for the call. Uh, yes, hopefully Brown is back this week. Um, going into our game Monday, guys, I guess we're going to talk about around the league before we get to the Raiders game on Monday night. Micah, what games have we highlighted this week, and what were our records last week for Let's the not games talk about we it. picked? Well, records last week, Birch and I really were the only ones kind of got it wrong on the whole New England versus Miami. I thought it would be a Fitzmagic show of like five touchdowns. Apparently, that wasn't the game. Um Tyler leads correct currently right now at a four and one. Birch and I sit at three and two, nipping at the heels. Well done, old chap. Yeah, I thank you, sir. Week one, Tyler has a firm one game lead. Gentlemen, I guess we started with New England. Let's start with them again. As far as with uh, Tyler getting the W there, New England travels to Seattle. Uh, Cam Newton and the new look Patriots taking on the Seahawks. Tyler, who do you like in this game? I like the Seahawks in this game, Bob. I'm going to take the Seahawks. I like it. Russell Wilson had quite the show. I don't think he'll have as good of a game as he did against... Who did they play to start off with? Can't remember now. Uh, Did they play the Lions? Nope, no, that was the was Bears. It the Falcons. Oh wait, wait here, let me look. Uh, oh wait, they did play the Falcons, didn't they? Oh, okay. Yep, they played the Falcons. Okay, so I think I, I'm still gonna take the Seahawks against the Patriots. Um, I don't really know why. I just have a hunch. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. March. Um, 
I too will take the Seahawks. I just think they're a better team, but maybe Bill Belichick is going to pull out another victory. I don't know, but I will go with the Seahawks. I think it'll be a close game. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take Russell Wilson over Cam Newton. Yeah, I'm going to take, I'm going with the Seahawks as well. Really, neither team had like a, like you beat the Falcons, like kind of big whoop. Uh, you know, Patriots beat the Dolphins, big whoop. You know, like, okay, we'll see what you're made of this week. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll really get a good feel for how the Seahawks and how the Patriots are after week two. Um, all of us going with Seattle. Let's go turn our attention then to Jacksonville versus Tennessee. Tennessee did the regular, you know, ground and pound trying to, uh, um, uh, you know, trying to just run people over in the fourth quarter, wear them down to the fourth quarter. Jacksonville found themselves in the hole, but old Minshew Magic came back and uh, put them on top. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to start this one off. I'm going to go. This is a tough pick. You know what? Mm, you know, I like, I still like the ground and pound of Tennessee. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to go with the Titans in this one. March, let's say you. Um, <clears throat> I was, I was, I mean, well, maybe it was the no preseason games, whatever, but I was not impressed with what the Titans did. And maybe it was the Broncos defense. I don't know if they're that good either, but. I, for one, am going to go with Uncle Rico and (laughs) go with the Jacksonville Jaguars, who everyone kind of counted out. Maybe it was a one-week wonder, a fluke. Uh, But yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Minshew and the Jags. I like it. Tyler? I I think I'm going to... I'm going to go with the Titans... I, I don't think the Colts are a very good team. <laughs> That's <laughs> so. Fair. I uh, well, yeah, they have Philip Rivers go, as their quarterback. I'm gonna go with a a flash in the pan of the Jaguars. I think I think the Titans, you know, in that Sunday night game, they left ten points off the board. It really should have been like twenty six to thirteen or 26-14, it shouldn't have been close. Uh, maybe the, I'm still looking for reports that they've fired Goskowski. <laughs> I just about said Tolavia, Birch. Uh, I still <laughs> I still haven't seen um, any of that news. Uh, it, but I'm going to go with the Titans in this one. The Titans were also uh, without their starting middle linebacker because he threw a punch. Uh, against the Broncos like their first drive so uh he punched somebody with a face mask on which totally makes sense oh yeah let's just hit somebody in the helmet with your bare knuckles that sounds like a a great idea and then uh just kind of touching on this I just saw that the Broncos put AJ Bouye on the IR so I don't know if it's like the three-week IR or like till week eight IR uh, but he dislocated his shoulder Monday night. Um, so they are probably checking for labrum tears and rotator cuff injuries, not rotor cups, 
Not rotary cups. <laughs> rotary cuffs. Rotary cuffs. <laughs> Rotator cuffs. Raider Nation. Sorry, if therapy, we don't sound uh, educated, jokes. let's at least get the anatomy correct. <laughs> That's coming from two resident doctors, by the way, Raider Nation. Uh, moving over to... Now, I picked this one just because I thought it was a little bit intriguing. Carolina and Tampa Bay, both teams lost, obviously, as we know. Interested to see how Tampa Bay bounces back, if they can bounce back. And I'm interested to see how good Carolina actually is, if they start putting this together. I think Carolina's offense is going to be pretty decent this year. Um, Interested to see if they could put everything together. Um, Tyler, you start this one off. Carolina, Tampa Bay, they're in Tampa. Who do you like? Man, that's really tough. I thought uh, Carolina's offense, either our defense was putrid or their offense was just really clicking. Bridgewater looked really good. McCaffrey, always going to look good. Um, And their offensive line, I think, is kind of underrated, flying under the radar. I think they're a lot better than, than we give them credit for especially after watching uh, what they did against the Raiders on Sunday. I don't know, guys. I I think this experiment in Tampa was really a bad, bad, bad idea on so many levels. I mean, Brady's like 41. Gronkowski had two catches for 11 yards. Uh, I... Godwin led the team in receiving yards. Uh, I don't even know if Evans, I don't know what Evans's stats were. And Leonard Fournette had two carries. So I don't know, like Bridgewater and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, those guys looked really good against the Raiders. And like I said, it might be that we're putrid, but uh, this is a tough game for me to pick. I think I'm going to go with Carolina on this one. I think Carolina gets the win against uh, the Buccaneers on Sunday. That's a Sunday game. Yes, Yes. on Sunday. Birch. So Carolina wins that one. Uh, Speaking of Godwin, he is in the concussion protocol for a hit that he took late in the game. So keep that in mind. Um, however, I am going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I agree with you, though, Tyler, with what you said about the whole experiment gone wrong. I don't. Yeah, I just don't know if it's going to work out. Um, obviously, Bill Belichick, as we talked about last week, we're going to find out who was the real mastermind. And I think we already knew that. However, Tom Brady is a great quarterback. Um, I am going to pick the bucks in a, another close game yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with you birch i'm gonna go with tampa bay um the only reason being the carolina defense i think is gonna be pretty bad all year long um so i think brady if there's a time to write the ship it's now yeah if you know there's a good game to kind of get back on trap and track and settle into it's against carolina so i think it's something like uh 27 17 something like that tampa bay gets it done uh gentlemen the big game of the week the i think it's actually game of the week uh and i just picked this one because it was so bloody awful Bengals versus browns i mean really two of 
what could legitimately be the bottom feeders of the NFL right now. I know there are half of the other teams out there that are 0-1, but I feel like both of these teams are just an extra special 0-1. Um, I'm going to kick this one off. Bengals versus Browns. Um, just because they have a little bit more uh, experience. I'm going to go with the Browns in a close one, like 24 to 16, something like that. I'm going to take the Browns in the dog pound. Uh, Birch, who you got? I am. Oh, God. I can't. You can't trust the Browns as far as you can throw them in. So, I mean, they are a hot mess. They seem to always have like these high profile free agents that they sign that uh, come in and they don't do anything like I don't trust Baker Mayfield. Um, they're all a bunch of prima donnas. If you ask me, um, I am going to go with Joe Burrow who being a Florida Gator fan, I did not appreciate what he did to my Gators last year. At LSU, I I really think he's going to be an amazing quarterback in this league for years to come, um, and I just think that yeah, the Chargers probably I don't know what happened last week. They gave him a run for their money, uh, but I do think that the Bengals get on the in the win column early this year over the Brownies tomorrow night on Thursday Night Football. I love it, Tyler. I can't vote against Smoking Joe, so uh, I'm gonna go with the <laughs> with the Bengals as well. AJ Green should provide a good target for Burrow. The, their offensive line just stinks. Like poor Burrow, all day Sunday was just running for his life. So, but you know, I don't know. OBJ already wants out. They're already exploring options of, of trading Odell Beckham out of Cleveland. It took a whole week. Uh, yeah, it I Birch in the chat, I think Sunday asked how long how long until there's trade rumors about Odell wanting out of Cleveland. And that was the day before that came out. So once again, insider Birch reconfirmed. Man. Uh, I said yesterday to that. That was Sunday, so I said Saturday he wanted out. Um, no, I'm Joe Mixon uh, and the offensive weapons. I think it's going to be an ugly game. Like oh, yeah. it's going to be like kind of like Monday Night Football, a sixteen fourteen type game. And really, guys, they should have beat. Uh, I think it's Randy Bullock. Is their kick is the Bengals kicker? He missed a twenty-seven yarder because he tweaked his hammy. Like I don't know what what he was trying to do, but <laughs> he tweaked his he tweaked his hammy on a twenty-seven yard field goal attempt at the buzzer, and I I think that would have either tied or won the game for him. So really, I mean, the the Chargers got super lucky. San Diego San Super Diego, Chargers. Super Chargers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now I'm all Thank juiced. You. I know that got me excited again. So 
<laughs> Anyways, I'm going to go with Smoking Joe and the Bungles on uh, Thursday night, partly because I think they'll win and partly uh, for my brother, who is a Bungles fan. <laughs> Poor chap. Oh, boy. And partly because I just hate Baker Mayfield. Eat some browns for your bungle? Um, okay. Uh, let's go then with the Raiders versus Saints. We got to pick this game, obviously, gentlemen. Um, you know what? Birch, we'll start with you. Raiders, Saints, first game back in. Gentlemen, I'm going to die on this hill. I'm going to die on this hill. It is the Black Pearl. It's not the Death Star. I don't. I know there are a lot of Raider fans out there probably laughing, mocking, scoffing. I know even our own owner has called it the Death Star, but I'm, I am going to, I, like, like Custer's last view of the Native Americans surrounding him, uh, I'm going to die on the hill of, uh, <laughs> uh, of... I think they called that Custer's last stand. Well, his last view, though, <laughs> was of Indians surrounding him. So, um, anyhow, I, I'm going to go with... Uh, the, the, the Black Pearl first game at the Black Pearl first game in Vegas. Birch, how do you see it going down? Well, if, if this game would have had fans, I think this could go a little bit differently. I mean, we're one and oh, first game in Vegas. If there was fans there, I bet that place would be insane with a big time opponent coming in. Um, for me, oh, even though they don't have Michael Thomas, the best receiver in the NFL, um, the key to this game for me, for the Raiders, is if they can get pressure on Drew Brees. Um, I know they struggled last week with um, Bridgewater. He's a, li- he's a lot more mobile. He can create things with his legs. Um, if they just, uh, if they can't get any pressure on Drew Brees, he will sit back there and he will pick our poor rookies apart and it will be a long game, even without their best receiver. Um, sorry, that was a long explanation, but I, let's see. Oh my gosh. I'm torn because my fandom heart wants to choose the Raiders, but I just don't know. If we're there yet, um, <clears throat> I'm also hoping that Ruggs is back to normal, that he can have that same kind of speed. Maybe Gruden's um, pulling a Dennis Allen and using the competitive advantage and not um, telling what's going on there. But I'm going to go with the Saints are going to come in and hand us our first loss. I don't think... It's going to be a blowout, but I'm going to say we lose probably another shootout, 35 to 28. There you go. Uh, you know, I'm going to go next, and I'll let Tyler finish it up for a change of pace. You know what? I'm feeling good, gentlemen. We played well. I'm excited. I think this defense, like I said, I think this defense over the course of the year is going to continue to get better every week. And I think by the end of the year, we're going to have a really solid defense, in my opinion. Um, I guess I'll just say I'm going to go with the Raiders in this one, in an upset. I'm getting some 2016 vibes, and uh, I like it. I'm going to go last second field goal for the win, 
33-32, and we're all going to be flying high because this will have been the test. We're going to be like, okay, yeah, but let's see how we actually do against the Saints. And I'm going to pick, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I like what I saw on Sunday. I think the offense, I think with Michael Thomas out, I think you can take about a touchdown away from the Saints. So the way we handle Christian McCaffrey as our defense gets settled in, as uh, they get more conditioned, I like our chances of being able to um, keep Kamara in check. Uh, that's just one less uh, person to keep an eye on with Thomas out of there. You know, in the past, we've done a fairly solid job against Emmanuel Sanders when he was on the Broncos team. Now, obviously, he didn't have a quarterback like Drew Brees, but also not having a mobile quarterback like uh, Teddy Bridgewater was. Uh, I, I like the Raiders to rack up at least a couple of sacks in this game as well. Maybe a few more pressures. I think you're going to see that be a little bit better this week. 33-32. Uh, Carr's going to lead the proverbial uh, last second drive down the field. There'll be like a minute on the clock. We'll get down the field. Carlson will bang home like a 47, 48-yard field goal for the win to kick off the Vegas Stadium uh, beginnings. Now, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Going out on a limb here. Tyler, who you got? This hurts because we all were in agreement <laughs> as of like, 45 minutes ago that the Raiders were going to lose. <laughs> um, and now all of a sudden I'm, I'm feeling like I should pick the Raiders. I've actually felt that way since uh, like last night. I was like, Michael Thomas is out. Do we have a chance? Yes, we I do. Looked up, I looked up some numbers. Uh, Breeze against the Bucks. How, guess how many yards passing he had. 160. 160 yards and two touchdowns. That's all that they put up against the Bucks. Murray, Latavius, Taytrain, toot toot. He was uh, their leading rusher with 48 yards. Kamara had 16 rushing yards, but 51 receiving yards out of the backfield. And I think he had one touchdown. Um... I don't know. I just, I feel like this is a game where we just get outgunned a little bit. And I think the Saints win, which tears my heart out because I want to open up Las Vegas Stadium, the Roomba, the Black Pearl, the Death Star, whatever you want to call it. I'd (laughs) love to open up that stadium with a win but they scheduled us a dirty uh, from the dirty South. And I don't think that the Raiders overcome Drew Brees' experience. Um, And they've got a pretty decent defense as well. Uh, Unfortunately, it's run by Dennis Allen, who stopped by the podcast last week. Uh, So thank you, Dennis. And, and, uh, but I, I, I just, I look at those numbers and I'm like, man, Breeze was pedestrian, 160, that's it? And I, I mean, Kamara's held to, to what, 67 total yards and a touchdown, and yet somehow the Buccaneers still stunk. So, I mean, if, if, if we go into that game, we only had three penalties last week. 
is like what? That's it. That's all we had last week. No turnovers, three penalties. That was it. And one of the penalties, I think we might have had four, but it was a holding on uh, our net. But that was waved off with a 75-yard touchdown to Robbie Anderson. Oh, that's right. Um, the other one was a intentional grounding by Carr. There we go. And then uh, I, I, I don't think there was like any holding penalties or fault starts. That was nice. Um, but I, I mean, th- there's part of me that's like, geez, Louise, if, you know, if Tampa Bay can hold, can hold Breeze to 160 and Murray to 48 yards rushing and Kamara to 67 total yards, we could win. Like they yeah. don't, you know, it, like, uh, Micah said, Emmanuel Sanders, not a huge threat, um, I don't feel like he did catch a touchdown last week, but um, I mean, if you can keep Murray in check for 48 and you keep Kamara in check for 67 total yards, uh, you've got Jared Cook and that's really about it offensively, like weapons wise uh, and Taysom Hill, of course, the ageless wonder, but uh, I don't know. I, my heart says pick the Raiders, but my brain says pick the Saints. Right. So well, you got to go with what we've seen in the past. In the past, you would say Saints all day, right? Oh yeah, you know. all day long and three times on Sunday. Right. But I. So, but it is like the home opener. I think Birch is right. That crowd would have played a significant role. Yeah. I, it, that place would be rocking. Point. And I think you got to feed off of that. Car mentioned that today. Uh, you got to. They've got to bring their own juice. You got to be careful what you put in that juice because uh, <laughs> you could get kicked out of the league if it's the wrong kind of juice. Um, so, no steroids, Raiders. No steroids. Uh, Nevin Lawson is back this week. I'm not sure that that really makes a difference or not. No. And Dallin Levitt is gone. So, I, I don't know. I guess, long story short, I'll take the Saints. But it really hurts my feelings. Like, I feel terrible yeah. about it in my heart. Uh, the one thing that we've seen in the past with Drew Brees, you know, he Drew, Drew Brees has had those games where, like, he'll throw for four touchdowns, but he'll have three interceptions as well. You know, or he'll have games where it's just like, like, boy, Father Time came up with his Father Time staff and just conked him over the head, didn't he? Um, you know, we've seen that out of Drew Brees before. And then he'll have a game where, you know, he throws for, you know, 380 yards and four touchdowns. Um, and that's, I guess, what I'm kind of banking on. I'm like, look, you know, Drew Brees, another year, another year older. Um, you know, maybe Father Time's caught up to him a little bit. Maybe it's just not quite that Drew Brees of the past. You know, we talked about this, guys, earlier. You know, um, we had oppor- we, twice times Joiner. And Morrow both had opportunities for interceptions to take points off the board against Carolina. I'll add Arnett to that as well. Right, Arnett, beautiful, uh, and you know for the for the uh, the really the poor stats that Arnett had for Sunday's game, um, uh, the the heady play of breaking off his own route and tipping the ball. That's that I like stuff like that because that shows you like uh, I don't know. I feel like that's just a sneak peek of of. Uh, I don't know the moxie of a corner. Um, th- that's that's what a veteran does, you know. And and for Arnett to break off his own route and get a hand on that pass, 
Um, that was encouraging to see. Um, so, um, you know, you th- like again, like we talked about, you know, you throw a couple of those picks in there, take some points off of the board for Carolina. That's a totally, you know, that is a blowout. That's about how we would have expected it to be. You know, if the Raiders can capitalize on those opportunities, because I think they will come. I think they will come with Arnett and Mullen on cor- at the cornerback position. I think they're going to have opportunities for interceptions if they can get their head around, if they can you know, make a play on the ball and not on the receiver. I think the opportunities are going to be there. We've seen Breeze in the past uh, have some real, really just lame duck games. And if he comes in to Vegas and has one of those type of games, I think Oakland has a really good shot um, of pulling this one out, even with um, our defense that's still maturing. So that's, I, I guess I'm banking on that. That's what I'm banking on. Uh, we saw Breeze pedestrian numbers last week. If he has those kinds of numbers this week again, and remember now he's not going to have Michael Thomas. Um, I, I like it, gentlemen. I like it. I like our defense against that. And Drew Breeze is not a mobile quarterback. You know, we could start collapsing that pocket. I could I could foresee a big, you know, big game for the defense as far as uh, statistics go. So that's, there you go. We'll see. Hopefully I'm right. And uh, I hope you're right too. I think everybody <laughs> hopes. <laughs> yes. Um, so here's, uh, sorry. To, no, go for it. So in 2019, the Rams played the Saints twice. So one of them was week two, and that was the game that Drew Brees got hurt and Teddy Bridgewater came in. The Rams won 27-9. Kamara was held to 45 yards rushing, and he had one catch for 15 yards. You want to guess who was on the opposite side of the ball from him? Hmm, Corey Littleton. Corey Littleton. Corey Littleton in that game had... Let's see here. Do, do, do. Oh, wrong team. Sorry, Rams. I think it was five tackles, five tackles and three assists. Now, if we go to the NFL Conference Championship, where the Rams won kind of controversially, if I remember correctly, right? Uh, the Rams won 26 to 23. And in that game, Let's just do a little digging here, shall we? Uh, Breeze went for 249, two touchdowns and an interception. Kamara had eight rushes for 15 yards. He had 11 catches, though, for 96 yards. And let's see. Yeah, Kamara out of the backfield, I think, is going to pose the biggest problem. Littleton may not have played that game. Or no, I'm looking at the wrong team again. Golly. Let's see. Littleton had 11 tackles on that one. So, you know, that this is like 2019. I wonder, like, last year, if there was, if they may not have played... Well, let's see. They may not have played in the regular season at the end of 2019 into 2020. Um, but anyway, Littleton might be that guy that stops Kamara out of the backfield. I saw Littleton in coverage against receivers Sunday. Yeah. And I was super impressed because he was in he was in position 
to make plays. So that is encouraging. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to talk myself into the Raiders winning. It's just not <laughs> working. Uh, but Littleton across the line from Kamara, that may be uh, a secret weapon that we have to, yeah. to kind of slowing him down. Yep, yep. What we do also do have Abram who, I mean, the dude is fast. Yeah. And he can cover a lot of ground. And when he hits you, he hits you. I mean, we all joke that about Abrams being the only defensive player we need, but it's it's nice to have somebody back there that that is able to come up very quickly and make tackles to prevent bigger plays. Yeah, that was one thing I noticed. Abram and Arnett's speedy too. Arnett came up and made a shoestring tackle on I think it was McCaffrey when he was trying to bounce it outside. Um, and Arnett got a hand on a foot and ended up just dropping him for just a couple, two, three yard gain um, when it looked like he had a linebacker beat on the edge. Um, and that's been, re- that's refreshing to see because we haven't had a lot of speed on the defense in a long time. So yeah, good point. Like you said, Abram flying around, Arnett flying around, Mullen's got some wheels on him as well. Obviously Littleton just, he might be that, uh, like you said, Tyler, kind of like that, that just that secret weapon that we've been missing at the linebacker position. Hopefully Kwiatkowski's not out very long because I saw him out and about making plays as well. Um, Like I said, I like how we stack up against the run game again. So uh, I like our front four against the run game. I think they should, should be able to do a solid job again. It's at, uh, um, you know, keep keeping Kamara in check. Hopefully, you know, week two, a little bit more conditioned now. Hopefully be able to go a little longer during this game and not start to, you know, get gassed around about middle end of the third. So uh, I, I think the Raiders have a real shot, more of a shot than I would have given them a week ago before the Raiders played on Sunday. So I think that's where I've got a little more faith, you know, and if my hopes are dashed, well, then you know what? Welcome to the last 18 years of being a Raider fan. So you know, that's how I look at it. Um, really quickly, gentlemen, buying or selling segment. Are the Patriots for real? Tyler. Are Always. You, are, are you buying? Are you buying more stock in the Patriots or do they come crashing down to earth against Seattle? Well, I think they lose against Seattle, but I think I think they're the real deal. Uh, I think it's either going to be them or Buffalo in the AFC East, which isn't saying much because the other two teams are the Jets and the Dolphins, who are hot Arizona, stinky, nasty garbage uh, in that division. But I I think the hoodie is for real, guys. I, I told you guys this in the chat, but I will forever believe that it was him and not Brady that made... The Patriots, the Patriots. I he's just an expert at getting talent, no matter where it comes from, undrafted, another team's cast off, uh, and just making them fit his what he wants them to do. Um, I think at the end of the year they are still playoff contenders. So I guess buy in that sense. Oh, uh, that's fair. Uh Birch. Buy or sell? I will buy. I will buy as well until I am proved proven otherwise. I mean, how can you go against Belichick? I mean, like Tyler said, I don't even need to explain my answer. Tyler said it everything, so I'm buying more stock, even though I hate the Patriots. 
Um, you know what? I'm going to sell stock in the Patriots. I don't, I, I think, yeah, they got to win against the Dolphins. That's nice. What? They only put up what? 21 points. I think in that game, 21, 24 points. Um, I think they come crashing down to earth against Seattle. Hear me now. Believe me later. I think the Patriots ceiling this year is eight and eight. I think eight and eight's the best they do. So, uh, going bold, I guess buying or selling who, who would you buy stock in? The Redskins or the Jaguars or Jaguars? Excuse me, it's the Washington football team. Oh, I apologize. I even wrote Redskins down here. I shouldn't say Redskins because they're no longer the Redskins. So we got to get rid of the Redskins name. No longer Redskins, right. gentlemen. So can't say Redskins. It's Washington. Right. Um, the WFTs. Uh, Washington football team or Jacksonville you 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 have the opportunity to buy stock in one or t'other. Tyler, who are you buying stock in? Is there a draw, like buy, sell, or draw, or like? Uh, no, these are your only two <laughs> options. You're you're given fifty thousand bucks. Who are you going to sink your? What which team you're going to sink your money into? I think that's the answer to the question that you're seeking. Is your money will be wasted no matter which. <laughs> Answer the no question, which Tyler. Come on, dang it. This is straight Oh, fine. Um, God, they've been so putrid for so long, both franchises. Uh, their owners are both terrible. Um, shoot. I, you know, I guess I go Washington, and the reason why is because they're down 17 to nothing at half to the Eagles, and they come back and they score 27 unanswered. They have a young unproven talent in Dwayne Haskins at quarterback. Their coach, Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron, is a decent coach. I don't think that the Jaguars have ever had a decent coach. Maybe Del Rio back in the day, but uh, maybe Tom Coughlin when they very first started. But, I mean, let's be honest. It, they're horrible. The, the Jaguars are just terrible. And at least I feel like in recent years, the Redskins have quit giving out like Albert Hainsworth money to overpaid uh, free agents, maybe not as doing that as much. They've drafted fairly well. They got TJ McLaren. Um, they had Darius Geis until he be decided that like hitting women was more important than playing football, uh, idiot. And uh, on their defensive line is nasty. I mean, they've got uh, Chase Young, and then they've got, I think his last name, is it Payne? Is it Deron Payne? Yeah. yeah. Um, from Bama? From, yeah, from Bama. And they've got some good, you know, some good young talent. So I guess if I had, if somebody gave me that money and said, you have to choose, I guess I would choose a team that I think is maybe trying to climb out of the crap hole instead of one that just is perennially there, and I'll choose the Redskins. Yeah, I like that. Chase Young recorded a sack and a half and a forced fumble in his rookie debut. How about that? That is legit. Oh, you know, they also have Montez Sweat as well. I forgot yes, about him. Big right. defensive. I really wanted him back in the draft last year. Um, he he himself also had, uh, let's see, he had a sack, a couple tackles for a loss. Uh, of course, I think everybody on the defense recorded a sack against the Eagles that day. They gave up, what, eight sacks <laughs> that game? Good 
Oh my. Yeah, it was bad. Birch, who you buying? Stock it. Um, well, I picked him to win this week. Um, I'm going with Uncle Rico. I'm gonna buy <laughs> I'm on the Gardner Minshew Minshew train, man. I mean, he did not have a ton of passing yards last week, but he went 19 of 20 for 173 and three touchdowns. One incompletion all game. That's pretty, pretty good. Um, although Tyler did bring up some really good points with the Washington football team trying to dig themselves out of a hole. They have a, I think they have a lot more talent, but I'm riding the hot hand of Gardner Minshew. Yeah. I'm with you, Birch. I like, uh, I think it's the mobile quarterback aspect of Minshew. He's got that. He just, he can make, you know, he can make it happen. I mean, we certainly saw that last year. Just kind of make stuff up as he goes. Almost a little Patrick. Free free spirit. Yeah. Almost Patrick Mahomey-ish. Not, you know, maybe if, if you, if you, okay, okay. Give Garner Pump the brakes. Hold up now. Hold up now. This is why I shut say it this. down. Shut it down. Give give Garner give Garner Minshew, Tyreek Hill, Robinson, Sammy Watkins, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. What does Garner Minshew look like then? I mean, come on, seriously. Like Garner Minshew's probably a pretty dad gum good quarterback, keeping it family friendly. So. Is he Patrick Mahomes? No, no. Is he Patrick Mahomes-ish though? By and what I mean by that is being able to make stuff up as he goes. Yeah, it's frustrating, and it, and it frustrates defenses. It frustrated me as when he played the Raiders last year. Um, so that's why I would go with Jacksonville. All right, buy or sell? Are the Raiders that good? Are the Raiders good? Tyler, are you buying or selling? Or are you holding your stock in the Raiders? No, oh, I'm buying all day long and three times on Sunday. Good, Birch. <laughs> I'll buy as well. You have to buy. I mean, we're, I mean, we're one and zero. Got a big game coming up. Imagine if we can pull off a victory against the Saints. I know they're a little bit depleted, but you know what? It is what it is. That's the NFL. You play through injuries. Yep. People get hurt. Yep. You gotta capitalize. Um, yeah. So I, I'm gonna buy and. Who knows what, like you said earlier, I think I agree with you, Micah, that uh, it kind of seemed a little 2016-esque um, Sunday, uh, fourth quarter comeback, another one for Derek Carr. Um, you never know what can happen. I mean, you win a couple games, you start getting more confidence, players play with a little bit more swag. I mean, anything can happen, It's especially in a year like this when people are still trying to find their groove and still trying to, you can catch somebody on a bad day and, and I mean, it could do wonders for your team. So, right. Yeah. I'm buying. Yep. I like it. I'm buying as well. I think the Raiders, I think I said it before the season started. I said, I like it 10 and six, man. I'm going to go 10 and six. I went bold. I think it was during our bold predictions segment. I said 10 and six into the playoffs. All right, gentlemen, that leads us to Sunday's game. We've already made our picks. We need some bold predictions, though, for the game. I think nobody made the correct bold. Well, no, 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 we did. Tyler and I hit a couple nails in the head. I was pretty far off, though, with the old Max Crosby two-and-a-half sacks bit. And I was way off on Darren Waller. 
yeah, Max Crosby was pretty much ghost for most of that game, and I, uh, I'm not sure why I haven't gone back and rewatched the game. Don't know if they just keyed in on him. You know, he's second-year player. People understand he's going to be good now. Uh, I don't know if he, he collected more double teams. There was one really flagrant hold on him when he was chasing the quarterback. Um, Absolutely. Uh, what What's up with that? I mean, if that were... The, right in if, front of the official, right, too. If that were Parker on on Burns on Sunday... There would have been about four. There would have been a flag from the backfield judge, or for, you know, from the <laughs> secondary judge flying in twenty five yards in. Um, that was ridiculous. I was screaming at my TV at that one. I thought, you know what? This is be, being a Raider fan, man. That it just that this is unreal, unreal. Um, but I did see Crosby closing in. Uh, you know, I mean, he was chasing guys down. He was getting free a couple of times. Just uh, wasn't able to get home. All that to say, no two and a half sacks for Crosby. Uh, Tyler, let's start with you. You got a bold prediction for this game? You can go a couple if you want. If only one is, just go how this spirit moves you, man. <laughs> uh, line from a Marvin Gaye song came into my mind when you said that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't... Uh, you know what? Let's say I'm going to say that Mo Hurst gets another sack. I'm going to say he gets one and a half sacks. That's not very bold. Let's go two sacks for Big Mo. Two tummy rubs for Mo. Oh, I felt and, good seeing the big fella get in on that. Ah, oh, that did my oh, heart good. It does. Like, I love Mo Hurst, and I just, like, I feel like he can be a dominant, a dominant pass rushing inside dude. Yeah. And I, I think he's finally putting it together, and I think he continues to do that under Rod Marinelli. But I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to say that Damon Arnett gets picked on but he gets his first career interception against Drew Brees in the game Monday night. I like it. Any, you got anything else with that? I got to go offense next go. too, huh? Yep. Um, hmm. <laughs> I think that Ruggs goes for over 100 yards in this game. I don't think Ooh. that the Saints, well, let's see. They've got Janoris Jenkins on one side who gets burned fairly sometimes. Who's there? Is it Lattimore? Marshawn Lattimore? Yes. He's their other guy, right? He's pretty locked down. But I think Ruggs gets away from the defense a couple times. Um, nope, nope, that's not bold. That is not bold. Here is bold, Audible. gentlemen. Audible. Zay Jones only played like nine snaps last game. Yep. I think Zay Jones, the touted best improved player in camp, he's going to put up 75 yards and a touchdown. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I'm going to go next. I'm going to just throw a monkey wrench in. Normally, I'm, uh, we're throwing it back. Birch Tyler, I'm ending it. I'm going to start on offense. 
you know what? We were talked about how impressed we were with Carr spreading it around to nine different receivers. Tom Brady spread it around to 10 different players last week against the Saints, racking up uh, 239 yards through the air, also a couple interceptions. I am going to go Derek Carr because of the rugs factor. The defense is going to have to keep an eye on him. Obviously, Josh Jacobs is going to be a big deal. Derek Carr, over 325 yards passing, three touchdowns on offense. That's what's going to help uh, uh, help the Raiders win this game on Sunday. I think they're going to start keying in. They're going to say, hey, I, I, think, I think teams are going to go, hey, look, we're going to make Derek Carr beat us. And I think Derek Carr on Monday night is going to rise to the challenge and say, sure, I can do it. And I think they can against the secondary of the Saints. Then I'm going to go on defense. Two interceptions on defense. We missed two last week. We'll get two this week. I think Breeze going to get a little cocky. Breeze is a veteran. He feels confident. He's going against young guys. So he's going to feel free to let it fly a few times. And it's going to come back and fly in his face twice. And that's also going to help us stalemate the offense of the Saints just enough to get the win. Two interceptions on defense. The two that we should have had last Sunday. Birch, what you got for us? Well, I had to think on the fly here for my offensive one since you took mine. Um, I, too, was thinking of Derek Carr kind of lighting up the strip and the scoreboard there. Yep. Going for over 300. I was going to say four touchdowns, but I will go a different route. Um, This may seem like an easy choice just because he's um, obviously our star player. and because I'm wearing his jersey tonight as we pod, but I'm going to go with Joshua Jacobs. He's going to go for 150 yards on the ground Ooh. with uh, two more touchdowns to add to his um, touchdown bank, if you will. Um, so defense, um, I said it before when we were talking about the prediction for the game, I do think it comes down to how much we can – disrupt Drew Brees. Um, I'm going to say as a team, I'm not going to pick a single player, but as a team, we will have six sacks on Monday Night Football. I like it. Holy Moses. Good, sweet goodness. (laughs) You need a a wheelbarrow to carry around? Never mind. Um, That's uh, why they're called bold predictions, fellas. (laughs) Da, 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 da. <laughs> Bold Thank predictions. Um, I do have to make one correction. Uh, Brady targeted 10 receivers, but his one to once uh, break tie, the tight end was incomplete. So he targeted 10, but he did complete to nine different people, just like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is going to do a better job. Derek Carr, um, uh, he's been with his teammates longer. I like what he's got going on there. Um so anyway, Derek Carr, three twenty-five, three touchdowns. Uh, I'm gonna throw if if I could go back into my defensive bold prediction. I'm gonna throw a strip sack in there as well. So we'll have three total takeaways. I'm gonna go uh, one of the one of the defensive linemen's gonna get home on Breeze, uh, get a sack, get the strip sack going on. So we'll have three total turnovers on defense, two interceptions, one fumble. Hear me now, believe me later. That's gonna be a big key to uh, our win on Monday night. So there you go. I like it, Chandler. I think it's all going to come down to how how clean the Raiders can play and then 
as far as like penalties, drive killing penalties, you can't right. have those. And then obvious, I, I think takeaways, like you've got to win that battle. Yeah. Even if it's just like one to their, to, you know, one, we get one turnover and, and they don't get any. I think that might be just enough yeah. to get that win. But I think we need at least one, if not two turnovers uh, to end drives and to, to get the win. Yeah, give the offense more opportunities to go down and score. Uh, I, I, like I said, what, well, from what I saw on Sunday, I liked the, with how the offense looked. Um, they seem to be firing on all cylinders. And I, I felt like, I don't know, what I was watching offensively, I, I feel like there was more that could have been had there. But not that they would have been sandbagging. It's just that I feel like I don't not opportunities missed, but I feel like I was like, I feel like this offense is like could really open it up. Now, maybe that was just the best we could do, but I, I feel like it's kind of like the defense. I'm, go, I'm looking at the defense going, that's not a bad outing for the first, uh, first game of the year. I think by, you know, week seven, week eight, week nine, I think this defense is going to really start getting into a rhythm. I kind of feel the same way with the offense. I feel like by week seven, week eight, week nine, it's going to be like, oh yeah, this is looking good. This is what we've been, this is what we've been asking Carr to do. You know what I'm saying? That's, you know... That's just me. I did find that interesting, though. You guys pointed out that this is way back in the podcast. Um, Richard, not getting a single carry. That that intrigues me, especially since, you know, he was kind of, I mean, he was the backup last last uh, year. And he was, you know, we, we would see him come in on like third and two. And it was like, why is Jacobs not in the backfield? Um uh, wonder, you know, just off season thing, you know, Raiders want to make it felt like there could have been an upgrade there. Maybe, maybe Gruden wasn't satisfied. If that's the case, I'm, I'm glad because I wasn't satisfied with the offense as a whole last year. So maybe it's just Gruden shaking things up saying, no, 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 no. I think we can improve at this position. Like it was solid. It was good, but it can be better. So, um, I say that's a step in the right direction. It makes me wonder how much they deviated as you're talking, how much they deviated from the original game plan on Sunday when Brown went out and Young went out. Right. I wonder if they kind of simplified things. They still got the job done, but, you know, I I hope that they stay aggressive. We know that passive Gruden, when he's, like, ahead, it's, it's infuriating, whether it's him or Carr. Like, it, it's just... Come on, guys. We, we let's step on their. Uh, I can't say that. Probably. Um, let's just. <laughs> um, let's. I don't know what you can say anymore on on podcasts and not offend people, but just uh, rip their hearts out. Perhaps oh, we can I say see. that. Okay. Just the proverbial dagger uh, to the soul. Take their souls. That's what I'm going to start saying is I would I want us to just take their souls. Yeah. Uh, fatality from Mortal Kombat, if you will. And just just end them. End go. the threat. Uh, like Kind of like Cobra Kai. Strike hard or strike first, strike hard. No mercy, sir. 
Uh, no mercy at the end of games. Just go out, take their soul, and be done with the game instead of farting around and letting them, you know, <laughs> climb back into the game. Right, right. But that's the only thing from the offense that I wish we could have done different Sunday is just march down one more time, put the nail in the coffin, and go home without having to worry about a last-second drive. Um, and so I just I kind of wish we could – we could do that. As you were talking, it makes me wonder if, you know, part of that was because we are down to our third string tackle on the right side. If we get them back, will we open it up a little bit more against the Saints? Will Gruden's, um, you know, offense be, not that it was vanilla because he had some really nice routes and getting people open, plays designed, what more does he have in the bag of tricks that might give us the edge against the saints? Right. Yeah. And that's, I think, I think like, even if we lose, it's going to be to me, the Raiders of 2019, this is a 13 to 34 loss with it like being it's rubbing. It's with originally it being six to 34, but car goes down, you know, with like four minutes left and scores a touchdown, <laughs> you know, that's the 2019 Raiders. Um, 2020 Raiders, you know, is it a, is it a 36, 32 loss, you know? And it's like, okay, okay. Like it's an L, but you know, gives me hope against teams like the Patriots, like the Bills, who we've looked at and gotten, uh, it's gonna be a tough one. Um, yeah. So that uh, to me, like, h- how how do we play the game? Yeah. You know, how how does that go down? How does that look, even in a loss? Um, you know, like kind of like what we saw when we played the Vikings last year. What was that like, thirty-four to three or something like that at the end of that game? I mean, or you know, even worse against the Jets. Right, right. Where it's just like, what happened? Like, did did we, I, you know, you, it's unexplainable and inexcusable. So to me, that's, I, I've just got this feeling that even if we lose, it's, we're going to hang tough. It's going to be one, it's going to be something where it's like, okay, it wasn't like, sure, it's a loss, but it's not a, there are some silver linings here. This isn't like, up oh, same old Raiders, you know get a win one week, just absolutely get pummeled when we go up against somebody, you know, halfway decent the next week, which if we want to talk about that car's record against playoff caliber teams is not exactly stellar. So this would be a good opportunity to start turning that, uh, turning that ship around, if you will. So I guess we'll see. Gentlemen, do you have anything else for Raider Nation before we sign off? On Monday Night Football, the Raiders have an all-time record of 40 wins, 29 losses, and one tie. There you go. Lady Luck potentially be on our side. We will see. I know the Statue of Liberty there in Vegas is ready. Yes, she has a mask. She's ready for the game. Or were you talking about the jersey? I was talking about the jersey, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she... She's, She's social distanced from other statues, I think. I there you go, there you go. <laughs> and she has a mask. Oh dear, uh, Raider Nation. As always, you want to get in on the podcast? Give us a call two zero eight five five seven nine seven seven one. We're not going to answer the phone. You can leave a voicemail, so don't you don't have to worry. You won't actually talk to one of us in person. 
Uh, so leave us a voicemail. You can remain anonymous if you want. You know, you can be a John Doe, Jane Doe, whatever. Um, we have had female callers on the on the podcast before. We'd love to hear from you. Give us your thoughts uh, before the game, after the game. We don't care. Hit us up with whatever you want to talk about, Raider-related, um, or even if you want to touch a little bit around the league, if something you've seen intrigues you, go ahead. Let us know. 208-557-9771. As always, find us on ma- all major podcast platforms. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate the support. As always, we will catch you in the next one. Just win, baby.